I have lived in Springfield for a very long time. And uh, for the majority of that time, there was a theater here that had a horse mural on it. And that was my favorite part of the theater. And then an Alamo came in and took over it. And while I was very psyched to have a quality theater here instead, I was terrified about where my horse mural was going to go. They saved it. But Alamo Drafthouse did both. It's literally the best of both worlds. That's right. And they've also invited us to record a podcast here in the building that houses the horse mural. We are feet away from it. I could not be more (laughs) thrilled. Uh, So to Alamo Drafthouse. Hey, everybody. I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And we are joined today with David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. And a very special episode of the Mix Six. Very special in a good way. Not like, not like Blossom. <laughs> oh, we're not going to deal no one, with a we're gonna theme? Learn valuable yeah. Life yeah, no one's going to get addicted to like caffeine pills yeah, or anything. Don't talk to the strange man across the street. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But very special in a positive way. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got some pre-party stuff to get taken care of before we get into our very special cinematic episode. All movies all the time. Yep. Uh, we're back from Origins. Uh, we're recording this before Origins, so I'm just going to make a bold prediction that we enjoyed ourselves at Origins. <laughs> it was nice meeting most of you. I'll let you figure out who, hypothetically, it wasn't nice meeting. <laughs> Dummies. Um, hey, that means uh, Gen Con's around the corner. Yeah. We're all going to be there. We've got a live show Friday afternoon, right, is yeah. the schedule for that. Yeah. Uh, definitely make sure that you can make it out to that live show. We're going to be giving shit away uh, and also we'll just be there uh, and then we'll probably find some places to drink beers in the meantime uh, we really want to say thanks and we will say thanks multiple times to David from the Alamo Draft House and to Jennifer John Meyer the creative director here who's in the room but hesitant about being on the microphone it's possible that she doesn't want her name attached to this yeah, if and when it sort all of lurking flames. Yeah. Yes. lurking like the pullet brew which makes sense and that's fine Jen thank you I've for been watching us. too much Chernobyl I'm what you yeah. would call a fall guy so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, goes, congratulations up. I'm the one they're gonna bury <laughs> the sacrificial lamb yes yeah. um, well uh, David welcome to the show we're excited to have you talk about all things movies in Alamo Draft House. I am excited to be here well thank you um, we're gonna drink some beers uh, and before we get into the beer drinking as you know if you've been here before we raised and review all of our beers on a five-point scale. And today, sadly, and Ross, if you could insert some taps or something here, I don't know, <laughs> um, it's the end of food month. So today will be the last official entry in what is now five rating systems in a row, Yeah, all food-based. Oh. See? So that doesn't mean you have to fast for 11 <laughs> yeah. months until the next one. Yeah, I do. No, it's also that. The whole to thing. To be clear, if it did mean that, I would still go through with it just to end this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Caleb. Uh-huh. Yeah, Spencer switching to a pure Soylent diet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look so much better after this, though. Um, okay. So here we are. It's our last rating system in food month. We will review all of our beers on this five-point scale during this episode. And a one. A terrible beer. Something you don't want to drink. I should tell you what we're using. We're using pasta noodles. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm a, I'm a big pasta fan, eat a lot of spaghetti um, or pasta generally. And I have a lot of strong opinions about what kind of pasta you should and shouldn't eat. And so I have decided to tell you objectively what kind of pasta is good and what kind of pasta is bad. I'm sure no one will disagree with this. Absolutely not. Uh, these are all very popular opinions. Uh, a one, a beer you do not want to drink. It is so disgusting that you would sooner throw it away than put it in your body is angel hair pasta. Oh, I'm with you on this one. I haven't looked at it yet, but that's a good one. Angel yeah. hair pasta can fuck right off. It's fussy. It's disgusting. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it goes just everywhere. Do you like like tomato sauce? I do. Do you like chicken parmesan? I do. Do you like string? Fuck you. I don't. (laughs) 
get out of here. Give me actual pasta, you idiots. So you're just basing it more on the shape than what it's actually made. Well, yeah, out I mean, they're not personalities. I mean, if they did, I don't think I'd care for. Pasta is not either, a taste but... technology. Yeah. It is an engineering feat. Yeah. Like its yeah. goal is to bring the taste particles of whatever sauce you're using All towards right. your That's mouth. Exactly right. It's just a carrier. It's going to sup up the flavor. Yeah, right. carrier is yeah. a good term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, Ross. Um, okay, angel hair pasta. Get out of here. Two, and only slightly above angel hair pasta. Bow tie pasta. Fuck that shit, man. It's how do you okay? This is seems strong. It's the most strong, formal of the pasta. Strong right. for a two. How do you eat it? Like it's, with a fork? It's, normally, yeah. But but here's the problem with the fork bit. So like at least Angel Hair <laughs> has this going for it. You can uh, you can like you can twirl it. You can get like a ball of pasta together. Bow tie pasta. No one's ever looked normal. Functional, like they know how to eat while eating bow tie pasta. I'm just imagining you scooping bow tie pasta into your mouth with both hands, like Rob Ford in a Canadian Parliament. The, the shape is just so Rest excessively weird, and frankly, it does not lend itself to a lot of peak soppage, as it were. The shape of the noodle does not allow you to get sauce in nooks and crannies. It's just like two big planks of noodle, and then a little knot in the middle. Fuck yeah. off, bow tie pasta. All right, okay. It's like eating a gluten butterfly. That's exactly uh, right. A gluten butterfly. That's what we're calling it from now on. <laughs> gluten butterfly. Okay, three. Run of the mill. This is the thing you expect when you sit down to eat pasta. It's spaghetti. It's good everywhere. It doesn't just have to be with red sauce. You put spaghetti in whatever you want to. You know what you're getting. Okay? And I don't I don't think there's an argument here. And if there is, put it in the comments. I'm not going to read them. Have you taken an exact like circumference measurement in which spaghetti is thin, too thin, and has to be angel hair? It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel it in my mouth. I mean, that's that's a circumference. We'll, thing. we'll put the, the dreaded sp- mouth feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll put the specs up on the show description. It's yeah, like a voluptuous angel hair. Yes. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but that but then it but it's not angel hair, and I can't I can't underscore that. If someone was like, no, I just have thicker angel hair, I'd be like, no, thank like you, unwashed <laughs> angel hair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four. We're into good stuff. Now, this is beer you want to drink. It's pasta you want to eat. Rotini, the corkscrew. Oh, no. No, here's why. There are so many places for sauce to reside inside the corkscrew. Oh, ridges. Yeah, that's right. So as you're taking bites, you're finding new sauce pockets. But doesn't the bow tie maximize surface area there? But you don't want surface area. You want nook and cranny. You want sauce to get stuck up. Oh, so you're going for efficiency, like it's a space shuttle launch. That's exactly right. It's a carrier. (laughs) Noodle (laughs) ruffle. That's right, exactly. Noodle Noodle ruffle. ruffle. Yeah. It's one of the basic machines. Yes. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Your noodle to sauce ratio is enough to achieve escape velocity. Perfect for holding together a lasagna. Yeah, yeah all right. exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, and then number five, um, macaroni. I fucking love elbow Okay, elbow that, pasta. that's less efficient than nope. the rotini then. Nope, because here's the bit. You get the sauce inside the macaroni. But what now. about penne then? You've left that out. Well, yeah. penne, but okay, so the problem with penne <laughs> is the straight shoot. Because once oh, you, you need pick, the elbow, uh, you need the L to oh, hold the sauce. Yeah, okay, in. It depends I don't know. on the viscosity of the sauce. This <laughs> well, is very sure. Important. I mean, but but you get like a you get like a thicker sauce in there, and then you pick up an elbow upside down. You have you have a sauce boat and a noodle. There. I feel this this choice is tainted by nostalgia. I yeah. feel your you've let your emotions get right. No, not necessarily yeah. <laughs> because you don't just need it in cheesy based things. Mm. I will make like chili mac with uh, with with elbow noodles. It's great. Uh, same sauce mm. problem uh, that you would see in other that you don't see here. Um, I use sometimes I use elbow macaroni for my marinara uh, because I want to mix things up. This this is generally a good list, but I feel like leaving the penne off is is a bad take. I'm I just say I think I you feel could if have... your sauce is too uh, thin to not clog in the penne straight too. You have a sauce problem, not a pasta problem. You could have stopped and that it's more, sentence. And it's more aerodynamic than at, the I elbow, feel like which is good. Is you get less, good you get less on drag the on yes. the fork yeah. than you do with the elbow. Yeah. Would have preferred a shell to be mentioned, but I'm that's just, fine. I'm not crazy about 
you just should have put a, a period after this is generally a good list, and and this would have all been great for us. And instead, what you did is you shit on it. I think at the end of Food Month, the best we could have hoped for was almost good, and we've achieved it. Huh. So it's time to shut it down. Well, Let's just continue on. Uh, I am going to get a beer. These assholes can sit and wait, uh, and I'll be right back to review that beer with this fan-fucking-tastic list about pasta. David, as our guest of honor, what are you drinking and how would you rate it? All right. So the first beer would be the Boulevard Brewing Smooth Fuzz. I'm going to take a nice, healthy pull off yeah, of this. Yeah, get, get nice. right in there. It's an apricot sour from Boulevard. I don't think any of us have had it, which, no. is, which is exciting, frankly. So five-point rating system. Review it and tell us what your rating is. Hmm. Uh, sour is not an understatement here. Okay. Okay. Uh, good, good, good. Yeah. It's got a good flavor. Uh, I might put it at like a, I'd say spaghetti. It's oh. a nice standard, I think. Ooh, that is a sour some bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's right in there. The apricot's in there, but it's a little light. Yeah, for my flavor. But, I think it's um, probably a three. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd go four even on sure. a hot day. Yeah. but I'm I'm very oh, weather yeah, conscious. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's a nice summer beer. I would yeah. I would drink the shit out of it, but I don't know that that's you know qualifying factor. Between this and ginger lemon rattler, I want to have a barbecue and. Yeah, play Ultimate Frisbee for the first time in my life. <laughs> nice and tart. Um, just it is tart. Yeah. It's very tart. Um, before we move into a modification on dissecting our fun, I, I just feel compelled to point out that in the break, uh, Jennifer John Meyer, re- clearly the most qualified in the room of any of us to evaluate anything, did say that I was dead on in my pasta assessment. There's no recording of this. It's an absolute lie. That's I fine. was here the entire time. That's fine. I just I just want to call that out so we're all on the same page here. Uh, typically what we do at this point is dissecting our fun. We talk about board game things. We are breaking from tradition. Um, someone, someone break the glass um, because things are changing. Um, instead of dissecting our fun, um, David, because you're here and you work in this super cool environment and do these super cool things, we want to dissect your fun. My fun. Yes. And so we want to know what it's like to work at the Alamo. We want to know about the serial parties and the movie parties and how you come up with these things and what you guys get to do, all the fun stuff. So let's just talk about it. What's, what's the best bit about working at the Alamo Draft House? All right. What's the best thing about working at the Alamo Draft House? So I am a member of the creative team. So I would say Jennifer John Meyer would be the best bit. Yeah. And now nice. that I'm done kissing ass. Smart answer. <laughs> That's uh, good. So with our department, there is a lot of leeway with what we can do. So mm-hmm. uh, the world's kind of our oyster. We love reaching out with the community and interacting with different businesses and bringing in like we've had like the Ozark Literacy Council pairing pairing like community activists with a movie, so you get a little bit more out of it. Maybe a movie touches on like a, a pretty heavy theme, right. something that affects people. Yeah. Uh, well, reaching out into the community and saying, like, how does this affect us? Sure. Giving people in a platform to actually discuss these things. Yeah, so definitely. Any sort of community outreach is always fun. Uh, our movie parties are a blast. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one that I've done was Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It was phenomenal. Very energetic. Yeah. Had a blast. Mm-hmm. It really, we got everyone going and, uh, they were drumming away with those illuminated sticks. I was in attendance, and it is the most fun I have had watching a film. Awesome. Yep. That's what I want to hear. Yep. Yeah. It so. was a blast. I, I did something I never thought I would do, which is participate in a public <laughs> thing while watching a film. Yeah. Because mostly I want everyone to shut the fuck up and let me watch the movie. And well, here we were all beating these glowing batons like we were going to die if we didn't do it hard enough. Yeah. And it was awesome. It yeah. was so insipid, but everyone seemed to love it. Yeah. So that's, that's 
a lot of fun. We do family parties where, you know, families go out on the weekends. They'll watch the newest, like, animated feature. Uh, we have Secret Life of Pets this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do a bunch of activities. Uh, we're going to have, like, crafts and stuff. We, we give about 45 minutes before a movie so families can come together. Uh, like we're doing a pet rock that's really fun. So that's to awesome. get to decorate and stuff, yeah. have a blast. And then, uh, yeah, just any way that we get to uniquely promote our films yeah. and get people out. That's always a fun thing. So right now we have Midsummer that's coming. Yeah. Midsummer. Uh -huh. uh, it's going to be awesome. I loved Hereditary. Cannot wait for this. No, thank you. A bright horror movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's scary, it's going to be the scariest thing in the world because they're just showing you. That's weird. I should be clear. Are you doing a movie party for this? Or? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's just uh, so whenever we have like a new movie uh, that we're really passionate about, sometimes we'll, for the release, we'll do it up. Like, oh, yeah. We'll really, yeah. So we're making a Maypole and everything. We're going to oh, get cool. some nice we can, we can worship Pan before. Yes. Yeah. It'll be, we're going to sacrifice a goat. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. And it's a this family pet of a member of the Alamo staff. Oh my God. So uh, they don't know about it. And we're, we're getting them a new one, but we wanted one that was good around people. Yeah. If we're going to kill it. Yeah, definitely. Know. Safety issues. Right. Yeah. We don't want the goat to lose it. Oh, like, you would be not on the special menu. For yeah. Them. Right. There are a lot of forms you got to fill out to do something like yeah. that. And uh, oh, does this go out? Because we have not filled out those forms. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's we'll hold it back. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, any way that we can make things a little more fun. We're four movie lovers, and we yeah. are staffed with movie lovers. So any chance we get to like, man, that that Ari Aster, he's like so good. Mm -hmm. I know, I like Hereditary. Jennifer and I don't line up on this. No, I'm with. I think I'm. I'm with Jennifer. Oh my. Tony it's, Collette got completely ignored for an Oscar nomination, it's and it's a, a horror it's movie. It's not a fun watch, no. but it's very uh, well done. I, I don't yeah. want to watch it. I'm not going to watch <laughs> well, I it. I know you're not. Yeah, to, absolutely yeah. not. You haven't the, seen YouTube before. Though, no, so. that's a weird... I don't... That's not a... That's not a <laughs> uh, thing. Yeah. Um, David, uh, you occasionally get to bring like cool people in for movie parties or for screenings. Yeah. Uh, like I came for Ghostbusters. You had the Ozarks Ghostbusters, which yes. was awesome. Um for Die Hard, you had one of the stuntmen from Die Hard. The fa he's a father of one of our managers, oh. and like that was a passing comment from her. Like what? she was like, "Oh, you're doing Die Hard. My dad was a stuntman on that movie." How do you just say that? Screech? Right. Right. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Caleb pulled some bullshit like that one day. We were talking about Escape from New York. He was like, "Yeah, my dad was an extra in that movie." And yeah, my like, dad was. Why Escape didn't from New York. we start yeah. our relationship? <laughs> like I just learned on the table the most important detail about you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's the coolest thing that you have going. That's awesome. We're, did you meet um, Greg Sestero? Yes, I did. What was that like? Uh, he's very polite. The first time he came, he was uh, incredibly quiet. Okay. A very very nice man, but yeah. he was very quiet. Yeah. Uh, the second time he came, he was a lot more loose and relaxed. Yeah. Uh, he was like chit chatting, telling stories. Cool. Which he had some good stories. Yeah, uh, he hangs out with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's. He didn't even give us the good ones. Uh, he saved those for radio and stuff, <laughs> or <Yeah>. books. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but he's he was telling stories and stuff, and he happens to be a gigantic Brad Pitt fan. This humongous is humongous Brad Pitt fan. I don't think it's weird. The guy's great. Well, yeah, so, but like I don't, I don't think I've ever met anyone. And we live, we live in Springfield. Yeah, you know, Brad Pitt town. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's just like, oh, fucking Brad Pitt, man. Yeah. I'd lose my shit if I met Doug Pitt. Well, yeah. I would love yeah. that <laughs> yeah. way more. Yeah, definitely. He's yeah. a nice guy. He's around. Yeah, he's he probably been here. here. He's accessible, yeah. right, and right. I think it's going to happen, but uh, right. I'm going to be so I, I nervous. I will say that the recreation of the ending scene of Seven that yes. Doug Pitt did to With promote Brilliant. his chair me was 
Probably yeah. the smartest piece of advertising yes. we've ever seen. It was done. brilliant. Uh, it was very brilliant. creative. You, you should find that on YouTube if you can. Kudos Doug to Pitts the folks at Mother's Brewing for that, <laughs> His, uh, and to David Soper really for yeah. leaning into that that role. Very smart. And he had a he had that that commercial that was on. I think uh, like it premiered around like football season a few years back, where it was like the difference between Brad Pitt and Doug Pitt, and he's like mowing the lawn. He shoots a basketball and misses, and then goes to get the basketball. Right. Like It's just really <laughs> funny. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that he has a sense of humor about him, and I'd love to meet him. Back to Greg Sestero. Mm. Loves Brad Pitt. Uh, Jennifer took him to uh, Kickapoo. High school. Yes, yeah. where he got, and he was taking pictures of the school. To he was so, Brad Pitt's high school. Yes, mm. yes, he was so pumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we've met a few people. Can you imagine if a school resource officer finds you doing that? Right. That's yeah. going to be an interesting explanation. Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's how you get out of it. You it's either them- the best lie... Or it can't be yeah. a lie. Just yeah. shout you're not taking pictures of the kids very loudly right. and repetitively. I was in the room. I, yeah. It's like, run yeah. away. That's the thing. If you're Greg Sestero, you hand them a copy of The Disaster Artist, and you go, no, 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 I was in a cult classic. And then the school resource officer definitely calls the cops. Yeah. Yes. He's that's, definitely seen the room. That's the order there. Uh, any other like cool people that stand out to you, cool movie parties that you've done? Let's see. Uh, any? Oh, we did an anniversary party for uh, the first year that we were open, mm-hmm. and uh, we did this whole Blazing Saddles blowout, and we showed Blazing Saddles in 35mm. Oh, uh, awesome. That's one thing that I really love that we awesome. do. We did E.T. a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, man, tensest situation in the world, because they don't have a lot of these prints anymore. Right. And we do reel-to-reel, which is there's oh, room for error. Yeah. A lot, instead of just like taping the thing together and letting it play like you yeah. used to do, uh, well, I guess... They're kind of sandwiched in between reel to reel. But instead of doing that process, which is very easy, they want their prints to be pristine and uh, they're protecting them. They're insured. And even if they're insured, I don't want to be like the one who would. The right. guy who destroyed yeah. a copy of E.T. I mean, you Oops. get money. Right. Yeah. But don't yeah, be the weak link. Oh, yeah. no. Like that lady who painted Monkey Jesus. When oh, she was I doing remember the that. Thing. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, basically, that'd be you if you screwed up. I, uh, I accidentally burned uh, Lilo and set Lilo and Stitch on fire when I was running the booth at the Blue Springs 8. And Ooh. to this day, I still feel bad about it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You're so, a monster. Yeah, so I was working I was working the booth and uh, I had all the stuff running. Uh, our round was over, so I was downstairs uh, in the, in the uh, concession stand just like hanging out with my friends. And this little girl runs out crying and just says, like, stitches on fire. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I was like, what? You just so saw a nice brain wrap there? Yeah. So, Why okay. didn't you tell me the story of you traumatizing yeah. a bunch of so children I that run way. into the theater, and sure enough, on screen, it's paused, and the film oh, is just... no. <laughs> and so I run upstairs. Uh, yeah, I got a brain wrap. He's dead now. We can't restart yeah. this for a little bit. We lost bit. 15 minutes of yeah. Lilo and Stitch. We, oh, it wrapped tight, huh? Yeah, it was real bad. Uh, and so we got the fire put out, then we cut out 15 minutes of Lilo and Stitch, and then like, we were like, if you'll wait around, we'll put, we'll put the rest on... What happens? Uh, the kid and the the kid and the alien like each other. They're friends. Uh, yeah, and the alien's not dead, but uh, grudgingly friends at first, and then they grow to love each other. Right. Yeah. Uh, but if I did that to ET, uh, no. Oh yeah, I'd have to move. They'd kill you. Yeah, to a different country. Steven Spielberg would break your knees. Absolutely. Uh, one of the other things, like I did something similar with Angels and Demons, the Dan Brown movie. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I should give you a medal. I piled it up. He's on a the monster, floor. but. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch is an eternal classic. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Angels and Demons, I uh, we had an alarm system, so go downstairs. I'm waiting, and all of a sudden I hear a beep. If you hear a beep, you run up those stairs. And I ran up, and uh, the bottom platter wasn't like catching the movie, so it's just stagnant, which means the film's just 
laying on the floor and piling up and piling up. And it piled up so high, it was about as tall as me, but it had worked its way into the mechanics of the actual projector. And it's just like you see the pile, that's the rest of your day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That and dropping a bracketed print... Duh. Like if you had to move a film that you would tape yep. together, yep. you would put these metal brackets Clamps. around it. Yeah. And uh, you should carry it with two people. I lived in a small town. You carry it with one. No right. one's going to come help you. Yeah. And uh, if you didn't get them tight, they just start sliding around to one side and the whole thing would unravel. Yeah. And uh, two I towers. Mean, we lost yeah. two towers that way. Moving you did? Out. I mean, that's a, that's, that's, that's a big movie. 10 feet of film in, in, in circumference. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, okay, well, we're done here. And yeah, boss would so. just start sweating. Right. Yeah. That, that, that show's not running this yeah. hour. So I, I don't to. think I'm man enough to be a projectionist. Like, it was horrible. I, it it's seems stressful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know a person in St. Louis for the science center who runs the old school, like original IMAX projector oh, yeah. where you need like an F and forklift yeah. to like raise Get the reels yeah. and the, they have it open. So every Everyone can see you operate it. No, so, no thanks. And there's just film everywhere, like I don't in need this, that like you know, Catherine Zeta Jones, an entrapment, like sort of <laughs> like you got to dodge your way around. It's yeah. just so stressful to look it's at. Like I watching can't handle a David it. Blaine stunt in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely not. Um, awesome. Uh, this has been a blast. We're going to move on to our next segment. We're going to grab some beer and we'll be right back. Caleb, what uh, what are you drinking? I'm going to drink from Thai and Timber, Springfield a local, just around the corner from you. That yeah, right, right around the corner from my home. Uh, I'm going to drink the Juicy Brewski, which I'm told is an IPA. It is. It looks and smells of an IPA. I've had this in one of their samplers. I didn't know they. I thought they were only like taproom only, or did they, they start? And now they're they're just pouring. I think at a few. Uh, lo- this may be. Are you the only local place where they're pouring? I don't know that I've seen their stuff. Oh no, I saw. I don't it. mind lying. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, love that. Um, that is. A uh, little subtle on the front. It, the hops usually hit you faster. It's more in the back end. Uh, it's floral hops. I like it quite a bit for an IPA Hey-o. because I'm not um, on the IPA death march. Audience. Uh, yeah. I like something a little bit more toned down. So I would give that a four, which I believe is a rotini. It is. It's the corkscrew. The sauce pocket. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, excellent. Um, sauce pocket. We're into armchair director. <laughs> Thank we're, you. We're, we're doing all... I like that you're adding sound effects by just making the noises. <laughs> yes, yeah. honestly, it's is so the, much easier. Absolutely. Boy, yo, 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 Right. If yeah. we do this for like 10 more years, you'll be like the guy from Police Academy. Yeah. Yeah. And that sure. will be your claim. That's what I expect for you. Yeah. Not the all Mix right. 6 podcast. Winslow? Is New milestone <laughs> for the Patreon. Is it last name? Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I get um, lessons from Michael Winslow. $10,000. Uh, we're into Armchair Director. <laughs> the, the, whole, noise. the whole episode is movies, uh, but this is a movie-specific movie category. Well Deep. said. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, Armchair Director, this is where we talk about films. Uh, we're talking to someone uh, who is a movie nerd, who works at a place for movie nerds. So we ask the question, what are the three best movies to see in a theater? So the experience of being in a theater is so important to the success of that film, according to movie professionals, or at least in this instance, a movie professional. So we've each picked three. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, I'm going to let you start. Oh, okay. I'll break this in. So my first uh, movie, which uh, I kind of spread out, it's, it's a series, but I would say Mission Impossible 4 through 6. Really just all of them in there. 
Those four, I'm right. uh, sorry, those three, yeah. those ones are, especially since they mess with the aspect ratio a little bit, uh, you have Tom Cruise doing the insane stunts, yeah. like uh, climbing the Burj Khalifa, right. uh, holding his breath for five minutes or yeah. six. Yeah. Uh, ins- it's crazy what Scientology can do for a person. Yeah. Uh, it changes the body. Yeah. I really hope Elon Musk gets to Mars because Mission Impossible 10 is going to be so fucking good. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, but yes, they, there's a scope to them that's very important. And all these movies that I'm going to list would probably be scope aspect ratio, meaning we're trying to get a lot of image on that is big, bombastic films. Yeah. Uh, I, I need Tom Cruise to be taller when he's running at me, as he will be in every hey. mission, every movie, basically, yeah. as yeah. Tom Cruise runs at me. Because when he's smaller... It's off-putting. Oh, you're me. you have you seen Jack Reacher then? Because he's playing over six foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and it's great the on first, the theater. The but first one when he's yeah, yeah. the first. The he's got literal absolutely. like height range. He's yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's impressive. Okay, <laughs> my, uh, we normally trade off on. Yeah, ones, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do oh, one yeah, at a time. Uh, Caleb, uh, I'm gonna go with a very personal experience. I don't know if this is related to the film at all, but I first saw The Fountain. Uh, with my current girlfriend and Ooh. in this theater, yeah. and we were the only people who stayed through it because film culture was not what it was before the Alamo came to Springfield. Right. Uh, so we were in there. Uh, there was about seven other couples. After 30 minutes, we were the only ones in there, and it was our first date, and I was panicking. Yeah. Absolutely panicking because yeah. I made a terrible choice. By the time the conquistadors came in, I'm like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> Ah, I really ah, I really fucked this one up. Oh, gee, oh beans. God, <laughs> shuck. Uh, but it turned out it worked out, and I really like that film to this day, especially the space bubble tree Yggdrasil stuff. Oh yeah, uh, that works really well on a big screen, mm-hmm. uh, and it's more epic scope. So um, I'm very grateful to the Fountain in theaters to this day. Great so, soundtrack. I am going yeah. to tell Sarah that you referred to her as your current girlfriend, and I'm going to see how that goes. Well, it's been 13 years. I'm thinking about committing. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number one on my list. Um, yeah, I'm going to come out and say it. Um, Avatar. Uh, it's the only way in which you should watch that film. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good point. On a ver- I saw it on an IMAX. Still angry at you for mentioning it. And it was, I know, but it was <laughs> truly, and I'm 33 what? years old and I've seen a lot of movies. It was a once in a lifetime movie viewing experience the first time I saw that thing on a screen. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad. But I know that it was unique and different, and I don't. I've never watched the movie again. I won't watch the movie again. Certainly wouldn't watch it on a small screen. But it is a film which ought to be watched on a very. There's large There's something about screen. the raw personality of Sam Worthington. You just really want to feel it. You need a big screen for that much. Caleb, acting sometimes you watch a movie for the spectacle, and uh, That's Spencer's right. right in this case. Thank you, Ross. Yeah. It's like Prometheus. Those uh, types of movies. No. Oh no. <laughs> Not Prometheus. All right. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'll fight on Prometheus. I think uh, it is a good, yeah. shitty movie. I have one. <laughs> yeah, get in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cloverfield. Uh, because it's like a theme park ride. Never seen yeah, it. it doesn't yeah. quite hold up in the home yeah, yeah. theater. No, yeah. right. it's, it's, it's great in the theater yeah. just because like, you are like, on, it's everything except the roller coaster shaking you around. I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's nonsensical, but it's a theme park ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's fun. When I saw that movie in theaters, there was yeah. another element that was really special to that film, which was when it ended, uh, I could hear people saying, uh, what the fuck? It's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think definitely that theatrical experience was fun just for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, David, number two on your list. All right, number two on my list uh, would be a movie that probably you should only see in theaters. That would be Gravity. Uh, whenever it was first initially released, mm-hmm. everyone was just 
kiss in this one's asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was on that train as well. I really, really liked it a lot. And uh, upon repeated viewings at home, yeah. it just gets more outlandish and ridiculous. And I start looking at like the cracks in the movie. But the long uh, takes, David. Uh, the long, long takes, takes are great. I love long takes. <laughs> I love Sandra Bullock spiraling off into the distance. And George Clooney, yes, has charisma. Like uh, Clooney. But, but that's what you're just going to expect that from anything he's right. in. Yeah. And uh, my favorite part of the movies was the 15 minutes where Sandra Bullock was breathing very heavily, like an anime protagonist. Was, <gasps> that was the only audio was uh, respiration. It was very terrifying. A little Dragon Ball Z style filler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Caleb, number two on your list. Uh, number two on my list is going to be something I saw at the Alamo and wouldn't have had a chance to see in theater otherwise because uh, it predates me by quite a bit. But The Thing, already one of my favorite films ever made. Yeah. But seeing it in a uh, widescreen aspect ratio, the desolation of it and the silence and hauntingness of the soundtrack, yeah. uh, that was a brand new thing to me. I, I know many people who, for whom The Thing has defined their entire lives and creative careers. Right. And like, I got it. Yeah. Like, I always knew I liked it, but I got it at that moment. Because like, yeah, when you saw that yeah. as a kid and sneaking into a movie you're not supposed to be in for monsters, I could see that just totally warping Changing your, your worldview yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a similar experience when I saw, so when you did Ghostbusters here, I'd never mm-hmm. seen Ghostbusters on a big screen before. Yeah. And... Um, you know, there's nothing particular about the film, I don't think, in terms of technical capability that makes it better or worse. It's just seeing it in that environment and, and where it really is larger than life, like had a real – Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's already like my favorite movie, so. The initial presentation, like how it was intended to be seen originally. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any of those older movies, especially we search on like the old black and white films. Yeah. Those ones, when you see them on the big screen, it's – it feels like a blast from the past. Yeah, like you're totally. in the sure. in the seat with uh, all those people so long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two on my list. So <clears throat> I had to think long and hard about this question uh, because there aren't a lot of movie experiences I look at and go, that experience was so unique and endemic to that very moment that I wouldn't enjoy a film outside of it. Um, but one that really resonated with me under that rubric was Up. So Up was the first film I saw in 3D, I think. Uh, or at least one of the first. And the three well, Avatar was the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So up would have been like right around there. Um, <laughs> Monsters versus aliens. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty much the same film if you think about it. Um and so um Up was like the first film that showed me that like maybe the value of 3D isn't flashy, it's depth. Yes. And it's scale. And it was just a really beautiful experience. And then of course you're six minutes in, you're already sobbing, and then you're an hour in. But then other people are sobbing in a theater. Right. And you realize you feel vindicated. You're not just I don't feel you're not just a grown man crying alone in your living room, which is me every time I watch up. I don't feel like I need to hide it because like we're all doing it. It's a it's a collective (laughs) emotional symbolic um, everyone's reaching over and dabbing the tear to the right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a team event. Yeah, it's crying is a team sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you watch up, that's right. Yeah. Uh, David, third on your or Ross, do you have another one? Yeah, uh, actually, opening night of Snakes on a Plane, which yes, yeah. great yes, idea. So I really absolutely good. to see that. Yeah. Saw that here opening yeah. night. We cosplayed. <laughs> it was great. We did cosplay. My friend dressed up as a plane. I covered myself in rubber snakes. That's it was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Dressed up as a plane, uh, and you need to know this: the same opening weekend. As yeah. uh, was it World Trade the Nicholas yeah Cage World Trade Center we Trade didn't Center. think it through yeah. it, there, double, we didn't double we didn't feature. look at yeah. the other it was not films a good oh in my the, god yeah it 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 didn't. in this building yeah it was the Campbell sixteen yeah a lot of memories here. very that glad was, no one else was dressed up like yeah these. yeah stay away from each other seriously that was a that's a really deep cut and a good pull Ross because that was like one of the first times I did like participatory movie and people were screaming. 
at that. I think that's a film was that not only only works in theaters, it only works in theaters at that exact date and time. Yeah, I don't know if you I don't even, think you could do a, a cult show in Snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, David, number three on your list. All right. Uh, so for my third movie, I wanted to pick a movie that was a little smaller, but still big in scale. And I went with Charlie Kaufman's uh, Synecdoche, New York. Oh, man. Uh, Good movie. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And Charlie Kaufman, one of my favorite writers. And his first film, right out of the gate, directing, uh, I think it's his best work. It's really awesome. The scope, the scale, uh, the premise all the meaning and metaphor behind it, but just the just the size of the set, because that's the whole point, right. and you almost see it whenever you're in the theater watching it. You almost see it as a play, which is the, the profession of our pro- protagonist. This is his way of expressing mm-hmm. himself, and with that giant, big-screen appeal, uh, it's one of the smaller movies, I'd say like The Fountain, a smaller yeah. movie that really the big screen actually services, yeah. which... A lot of times people think, oh, I can just skip that and watch it on yeah, I agree with that completely. The one thing I want to say about Synecdoche is that the f- the play he's doing before he goes to Synecdoche, which is a all-child version of Death of a Salesman, I would be there opening <laughs> night. That would be the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They just threw that brilliant idea away. And uh, that's my only complaint about the film. That's fair. <laughs> that they didn't do more of that. That, that it should have just been that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Caleb, third on your list? Uh, third on my list is going to be, uh, again, 3D. Yeah. It's the only 3D film I've ever enjoyed to the point, like, it's not like the only 3D film I've ever enjoyed. It's the only 3D film I'm ever glad I paid extra to see in 3D. Sure. Uh, and that was Coraline. Yes. Because something about the stop motion. Phenomenal. And the the physical objects being recorded in that way in 3D really gave it a depth. Like, the very opening scenes where uh, the psycho creepy mother creature is Ugh. stitching the eyes mm-hmm. and the needles coming, coming at out, you. Yeah. That was the only time I've ever felt 3D really added to an experience for yeah. me. So, yeah. 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 Ross? Um, mine's kind of idiosyncratic, but it would be Sunset Boulevard on the last day a particular theater is open because that's what happened to me. Oh. So you know in the 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 movie theater that was in the mall near the food court, um, in the Battlefield Mall. Oh God, yes. yeah. Wow. Like yeah. The last Deep week it was cut. open, they showed Sunset Boulevard because they obviously didn't care. <laughs> right. So I just that was a perfect, you know the movie yeah. theaters closing. It was very appropriate. It was like me and two Topical. people. I kind of have one by that. There's yeah. a historical reproduction theater in my hometown called the Melba, mm-hmm. which is um, they keep open based on uh, based on, on historical sites funds, not because it makes any money, and it's mm-hmm. just a one screen. And uh, for many various points of the years, it's just a crack and meth den. And I saw. The Blair Witch Project there during one it's it's real down periods yeah and like there's something about seeing a a horror movie that had never existed before that point in an area where you feel like you could be stabbed right. at any moment right it really wow. heightened like they were the just experience outside. for me I don't think that's specific to the Blair Witch though so I kept it off but, uh, last yeah. one on my list um, and I'm probably a prisoner of the moment here don't give a fuck um, Infinity War man uh, first off that movie's great. I'm not sure it's going to translate onto the home screen. Uh, yeah. Uh, and in game, maybe even more. So like yeah. take the two of them together, however you want. It's not going to translate on the home screen. Um, I don't know that I'm ever going to watch the seven hours of film again for those <laughs> two things anyways, but I will say this. I think that just in terms of cinematic feats, uh, we've talked about this a little bit on other episodes. What they did is so once in a lifetime, I don't know that I'll ever have the opportunity to go to a theater to see 
20-ish years of film come yeah, it's together. It's spectacle. Like yeah, so, I mean, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's an event. Well, uh, in 10 years, you'll see 30 years worth of film. Yeah, and, and maybe that's it, right? And like maybe that is its own unique thing. And so in some ways, I think that that is worth calling out as a special time in a special place, and that's mm-hmm. what theaters do. Yeah. Um, okay, end of that list. We're going to grab more beer. We'll be right back with a Mixed Six Mock Draft. Spencer, what are you drinking? So this is from Piney River. Have we had any Piney River stuff? I think we've had the... Float Trip, maybe? Table Rock Red. Table Rock Red. Yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. still one of my favorites. When it's not on Nitro, um, yeah. I'll drink the shit of it. Yeah, you're a monster and always you don't on nitro. understand beer. Yeah. You don't, don't know like why Nitro? No, it just makes... Uh, oh, like, what if beer was flat? Is uh, how I feel about Nitro. I say, what if beer was creamy and delicious? Exactly. I wish, Thank you, David. I wish, I wish that was the case. David, it new is. best friend. Friendship with Spencer, cancel. I'm handing out best friendship. That's fine. Jennifer really liked my rating system, so I actually have a vacancy now. No, um, she has a best friend. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, this is the Lizzie Twister Blackberry. Piney River's out of Bucyrus, Missouri, which I don't feel like you can say without an accent. No. Bucyrus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out of Bucyrus, Missouri. Bucyrus. Um, so this is a 4% Blackberry Berliner Weiss, I believe. Ooh. Um, I don't love the nose, I gotta be honest. He but smells I'm it. It's got a real cranberry look to it. He's drinking it. You know, one thing that we have an advantage here in this episode is that we know that all the beer is fresh. Like, a lot of times we get beer and we don't know. Fresh, never frozen. Like, uh, like we get a beer, then we try it six months later. Look, we, if you would like to donate <laughs> your funds of the Patreon <laughs> right. to buying I'll me a about fridge, like, like I am all for that. No, no, no. I'm this talking about like draft. Uh, beers that were donated to us at like at Origins last right, year, right, and then mm-hmm. we we try them. Yeah, so we're, we're drinking on draft. Like this is they the travel. Thing. I'm talking about the beers that travel, Caleb. Mm-hmm. We don't we we don't have that disadvantage. I need to say something about yeah. the Lizzie Twister. I don't like it. I'm not crazy about it either. Um, it's not. It's um. It's not the most disgusting thing I've ever had, but um. Here's what I think I'm drinking. It's as if I just dyed an Easter egg in this juice. <laughs> uh, that is the distinct quality I'm getting here. There's like some vinegariness. Vinegar. Yes, on the back end. Vinegary is skunk. Yeah. But not like intentional skunk. Right. So I mean, No, definitely intentional skunk. It's like we know it's fresh, as Ross said. I don't want to um, be rude about it, um, but I don't want to lie to you. The, you, the listener. This is a one for me. That's a oh, one really? for you? Yeah. That's harsh, man. I, I do not want to drink more. I'm going to, but I do not want to drink more that, of this. That guy. is a two. Go to your head, you'll drink it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. had ones where we have literally been in distress yeah. afterwards. You might like, be right. I might you be didn't overreacting. Choke. Yeah, you didn't choke. Okay, uh, fine. Okay, fine. It's a two. There, right. peer pressure. All right. It's, it's a, a one. one is a choke. It's a peer pressure right, let's two. Let's see if we can get you a three. It's a peer it's pressure two. It's better. Q, when you do the rating system, bless you, it's a two. With the with the the caveat that I reserve the right to change it to one later. Okay, we're into mix six mock draft. Um, Caleb, this was your topic. Uh, why don't you intro us here? So I think what action movies, especially nowadays, really have going for them in the U.S. market because the foreign market has actually good action movies. Uh, but we have John Wick, um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, with the in the U.S. market, what you really get going for an action movie is a stunt casting. Not as in like a stunt person, as in. That person shouldn't be in an action movie, and yet here they are. Right. Jason Manzoukas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, exactly. Stunt casting is what drives the U.S. action market forward. So, mock draft, you're going to build an action movie, nothing but stunt casting. Love this. Uh, People who have no right being in an action movie. Uh, So, you got to get in there. 
and just really surprise people with your picks. Yep. No, I love this. Um, right. David, guest of honor, you get to go first. All right. Number one. Try this monster here, Ross. I'm going <laughs> to toss Michael Sarah in my movie immediately. Oh, this is he interesting. Know, he Be- can do it, he's though. He's done it. He- he not very much. It's right. very, very, very limited. He <laughs> okay. would absolutely not be known for. All right, yeah. All right, so, but right, right. my my reason it's hard to find someone who hasn't like popped up in an action movie. Right. Mm-hmm. With Michael Sarah, people shit on him for not having range. They shit on him because they don't watch the movies where he does something right. different. Right. Like Youth and Revolt, wonderful movie. If you ever get the chance, check out. Uh, it's like Magic, Magic, and Crystal Fairy. They're these like Peruvian movies that he made, I believe, oh. or some huh. other country. Like what was that. the what was huh. the movie he uh, made? It was the kind of rom com with one of his co stars. Oh, had, like the yarn. Was it the Nor- Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? No, no, no I do love was that it one. The one you with love the, that movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forget her name. She was in. She's the girl. Is she's the Asian girl? Yes, yes. 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 I've Asian seen woman. this yeah. movie. Yeah, uh-huh. that was also uh, very good. And he yeah, had more range wonderful. Yeah, he, I mean, he definitely has range. I feel like people crap on him. And I, I think, agree. you know, comedy, comedic actors tend to be the most versatile when it comes to expanding to other realms yeah. as opposed to, like, dramatic ad- actors working their way into comedy. So, Michael Sarah, I love him. I do, too. I'm putting him in it. I think it's a great, I think it's a great poll. Uh, Caleb. Uh, okay, I'm going to pick. This, this is my real dark horse here. Uh, Meryl Streep. Love this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look. She can swing a boat oar. We know that much from The River Wild, which I wouldn't call an action film, more of a thriller. Sure. But I think Meryl Streep yeah. needs to pull a Helen Mirren. I agree. You give her a bow staff, yep. you, you teach her some kata, and she gets in there and starts messing people up. First action movie to ever win a full-blown Oscar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think... Meryl just cleans up with a bow staff, and I'm there for it. I yep. don't know about you. Know you'd go. Producer Ross would go see Meryl Streep with a bow staff. That, that would be the only thing he needed to know. She's getting oh, yeah. nominated. Yeah, <laughs> Mer- Meryl, Meryl Streep's killing yeah, people. Yeah, she's at okay, least cool. getting nominated. Yeah. Uh, number one on my list. Uh, I'm going to start at the top. Um, John Heater, but he has to be Napoleon Dynamite. So that's the oh, bit here. No, the, okay. the bit isn't because like I hate you. No, because here's the th- have you seen John Heater not as Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, he's actually just more boring Napoleon Dynamite. He looks like a, a guy. Yeah, he's just he's just terrible. Um, he's not good in any film that isn't Napoleon Dynamite. He's questionable. Are not- you calling Blades of Glory an action film? Still waiting yes for that no. follow. I am not. Uh, <laughs> I am not calling Blades. Of- I'm barely calling it a film. If I'm being totally honest, I don't know that it deserves that. Merit. It has an action element. They fly off at the very end. They do. So, yeah. They do that seems- inexplicably. Yes. And there is a chase scene down an escalator, uh, <laughs> which true. is more action than some films. Um, try to. For- I find Walk him blades. Yeah, I find him not interesting. Uh, I think Napoleon Dynamite was like great for what it was. I think the only way A to make him interesting is to make him be Napoleon Dynamite again. And B, I think if you did that and put him and I don't mean I mean like in like a green uh, a Jason Bourne type setting. Not not like some like overly cinematic action film, but like he gets activated and doesn't know how it happens. Can so I redeem like, Can I redeem your pick cuz it's wrong? I, I'm redeeming it right now. No, I'm rede- I can redeem it. American okay. Ultra. Right? What if he's yes. What if he's the villain? What if he's the guy you call in because the hero's too good, and he's just like the guy on the internet who the like, rival? Well, yeah, w- no. But while you were going to prom, he was studying the blade. But he actually, <laughs> he actually studied the blade. Uh, like, what if he was just like the nerdiest dude on earth who makes a who really good actually blade. a terrifying killer? Yeah, I, I would see that one. Yeah. So here's what happened here. I made the right pick. Um, okay, uh, pick number two, David. All right, for my pick number two, I'm going with Sarah Silverman. I would, I would, I would love to see. I this. would yeah. absolutely. I'll watch or listen to anything Sarah Silverman says. I think she's fucking hilarious. She's really talented, and 
Uh, she's made uh, kind of. She's hopped into dramatic roles lately. So going with action, uh, good action movies have a dumb sense of humor about them. Yeah. All the best ones willing to look at themselves and go. <laughs> yeah, I'm stupid. She, she right. did the yeah. one scene yeah. in Way of the Gun when she got her nose broken at the very beginning of the film. Oh, she was in a, in a million ways to die in the West. That's right. Uh, Which is a, oh, I haven't even seen that. Action prostitute. Yeah. Oh wow. It's Seth. Mac- it's a bunch of fart jokes. It's yes. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. You know I mean, what you're getting into here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut your brain off and then go to sleep. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, number two for you. Uh, number two for me is th- I'm, this is another real dark horse. All right. So it's going to be Bieber. It, does he count as an actor? He. This is going to be his debut, oh. which is double stunt cast. Not only is his first film appearance, it's his first appearance in an action film. Now, here's the thing. He has a very specific role to play. Right. Every good action film, John Wick 3, Desperado, has a knife guy. Yeah. A guy whose entire characterization is just, he's really fucking into knives. Yeah. That's Bieber, and he's going to be singing his favorite songs, and he's going to have his weird, like, appropriationist tattoos to know that, like, he's not aware of taste or human decency or morals. So machete, he's, but... He's be called Bieber. the little Bieber. prick. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes exactly. He's coming he's, for you. But he's just really into knives. Yeah. I just want to be clear. Right. He's only good for the knife Being guy into role. Knives. Fetishizes he's, them. He's perfect for the knife guy role. Hmm. I'm just saying. Hmm. Um, man, I do not have a Bieber pick in here. He's going to die in Act gonna... 2, and it's going to be the best fight scene in the film. And like he's the got car... acting experience from, uh, what just, is it, uh, just... CSI? So, yeah, he's... Yeah. Can yeah. we just throw in Bjork as his partner, who just, like, is the... No, Bjork's the main villain. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bjork's the mastermind. <laughs> uh, second pick for me, um, so sometimes I think, like, good action uh, uh, actor and or actress is... Uh, like, uh, good because they're dead inside, right? Like, so I think of, like, Ryan Gosling in Drive. Like, part of the interesting thing about Ryan Gosling in Drive is, like, he actually doesn't really have emotion for the bulk of the film. And when he does, it's uncomfortable. Uh, and so who could do dead inside really well? Uh, Christina Ricci. So uh, a big gap between Casper and, you know, like, The Raid. Uh, but you would watch and the, the Adams Ra- family. Yes. Yeah, but you would watch Wednesday Adams. Fuck some shit up. I mean, you definitely would. It would honestly be one of the most haunting trailers in history. And we'd all go, man, maybe Christina Ricci can cut a bitch. To that end, uh, who's the girl from Twilight? I can't remember her name. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, Kristen Stewart maybe as an action, because her... her her dead eyes haunt me to this yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. She can act now, right. apparently. Yeah, well, her, uh, her terrifying <sighs> vacant expression is enough to make me fear her. I don't know if she even knows any martial have arts. You, have you seen that uh, SNL commercial she did with uh, about Oh, Totinos? the Totinos? Yeah, yes. Yeah, no. yeah, she oh, can, it's this sexy yeah. Totinos commercial? Yeah. Like they've had these two really out-of-nowhere commercials. Yeah, and yeah. The, I so love, yeah, she could act. I could yeah. yeah, because of a Totinos commercial on SNL. Well, it's that, a parody one. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'd uh, eat Totinos. I think Christina Ricci was like the original Dead Inside, like the whole of Casper. Yeah, I could see that. It, like, She's the original Kristen Stewart. Yeah. <clears throat> what if, What if? It, in fact, it's a sequel to Casper, and the whole bit is she's going after whoever ran Casper over. And it's this kind of like Liam Neeson taken style revenge film oh, where she, she's just killed to get information. That's exactly right. Okay. I just want to be clear. We have a podcast in a realm when everyone has a podcast, yeah. and this is more talking about Casper than has occurred in the entire internet and maybe... Yeah, a decade. Well, I got thoughts. Someone about- doesn't read my blog. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts Except about for Casper Cast. Right. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about Casper, um, yeah. but we don't need to explore those now. Uh, I do that with my therapist, uh, uh, David. Third on your list. All right, third on my list. Uh, so this actor has very basic, minimum action movie experience. So I felt completely comfortable picking 
Paul Giamatti. Oh, oh yeah, Reiner shoot him up. It doesn't even count. That does, oh. that shoot him up. Shoot him up is so literally hard. the argument that my boss, like one of my bosses, <laughs> not the cool one, <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my bosses goes like, uh, "Shoot him up." He's already been in an action movie. He was that in is it. a very small, yeah. like indie action movie. Now, the the but it's not doing nearly the stuff that I'm thinking this. $250 million movie I'm making, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Uh, I don't guy. think my giant budget, and we're going over, and we're marketing the hell out of it. Yeah. So, didn't you will paying yeah. to choreograph both yeah. $500 million is break even, and we're so comfortable with it. Uh, I would say Paul Giamatti, he can... The only thing he can't do is put on a rhino costume and have a weird accent. Yeah. I'm not touching yeah. that. So I'm weird. putting him in a giraffe costume, and he's speaking like Paul Giamatti. I love this. be badass. I love this. Uh, talented actor, uh, gravitas out the wazoo. Yeah. And I like someone who looks like an average person. He's just so every man. Him yeah. and William H. Macy, who would also be my honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, God, I should have picked Bushimi. He's been in action movies. Yeah, he, and he's done. But he's never dogs. done the action. He's yeah. done enough. He's I just think, rolled around oh, and been shot. Oh, Con Air. Yeah, Con Air. Come well, on. He's creepy. He didn't kill anybody on yeah, screen. Yeah, I think he killed people. He definitely he, killed he, people. You, he was in the movie because he killed people, man. I mean, like, off screen, though. Well, I mean. It's like Shakespeare deaths. Like, <laughs> I, I want Bushimi, like, killing bitches with nunchucks. I don't want, like, exit pursued by You're bear. You're a hero, Bushimi. <laughs> He'll get yeah. murdered in an action movie right. pretty quick. Uh, anyway, so my last pick. Oh, he's going to be in The Dead Don't Die, which is kind of an action movie. Oh, okay. That's right. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. I can't, yeah. There's shotguns and zombies. I right? can't wait for the 15-minute driving scene yeah. to go kill the zombies. It's going to be as much kill action as Broken yeah, Flowers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to be very excited. Yeah. All right, so anyway... Uh, the last one I want is to fill a space in my heart that's been left. I need early Jackie Chan movies. And I understand he yeah. can't do that anymore because, you know, he's separated his cranium and done all sorts of terrible things to his body. That's right. important. But I need action comedy. And here's the thing. Jackie Chan's a leading man. He went to action comedy because the market was flooded and that was the niche he carved for himself. So you need someone who is leading man material who will take himself with absolute humor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. degrade himself in an action scene. And so I think it's got to be John Hamm mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is leading man material but actively avoids all of those roles. He will either play a sleaze monster a la yeah. Don Draper yeah. or an absolute comedic goof a la a 30 dumbass. Yeah. And if yeah. you combine that with some choreography, you have an American Jackie Chan. So that's what I want to see. I, I, I want a capable action protagonist who is just a goof <laughs> and, and seems befuddled every time he hits somebody with a fish or whatever his weapon is. Did he not do this in that uh, the neighbor movie where? Oh, he... uh, the one where it's like the neighbors are spies. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, he just plays sleazy. Oh, does Brad he? Pitt knockoff? Okay, okay. It's, it's it's like it's like Mister and Mister Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith from like a second person perspective, like mm. if it was oh, if it was okay. like the Gatsby and Nick Carraway was describing them, <laughs> right. it, that's that movie. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I need him as like you know Operation Condor level Jackie Chan, but the U.S. Jackie Chan. Yeah, I do like the Jackie Chan take because like for me, he's not interesting in a lot of action settings. But like Rumble in the Bronx, like uh, what the fuck are we all doing here? And like, I like late Jackie Chan. I like right. Railroad Tigers, but yeah. he just can't do Rumble in the Bronx yeah. level shit anymore. Yeah, and I we like need to replace that. Medium accessible Jackie Chan, Shanghai Nights. Oh, there all we go. Over I it. thought we were gonna go for rush hour. Was nope. That. Shanghai Nights. God, the <laughs> second one. Yeah. Ugh. They turned it up a notch. <laughs> 
You remember he when they were hanging from he, Big Ben? He bin? fights yeah. Mike St- Mark Strong. Yeah, he That's yeah. his first British villain role. Yeah, and the, and then and then subsequently the only role he played ever again. <laughs> hey, yeah, played well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he perfects it every time. Uh, last on my list. So who's the person um, that I least expect to be in an action role? And frankly, if I I'm not sure it would work. And I want to be honest about this. I could be wrong here. Um, it's Tom Hanks. Um, it you're just, wrong that you're wrong. Well, maybe, yeah, and that's that's I'm cool with anything here. Road really. to Perdition. Uh, Toy Story 2. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> him more than you, uh, Ross. Yeah. Yeah, him more than you, definitely. That's, I kind of wonder... Um, Splash, all the swimming seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right, the burbs, he falls. Bachelor um, party, there's some action there. Yeah, and so so think about, right, all the... Oh, money Pit might tech... There's a lot of stunts in Money Yeah, he Pit. falls through the thing and yeah. he starts laughing. Remember that? <laughs> right, yeah. it, I don't think it qualifies as action film. If it does, we're all fucked here, okay? Um, I think if you stitch together all of the things which have happened to Tom Hanks in movies, there's probably an action scene in there. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, actually. Yes, there's a lot of that. That might <laughs> yeah. actually shit. There's, yeah. a, sh- literally. there's a shit ton And it's Fuck. really good. So you're right. Yeah. Well, He's that, great at so it. So actually, I'm great at this. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I won. Uh, we should move on with this. Uh, hey, this has been a Mix 6 Mock Draft. Uh, stunt casting for action films. Remember, you can vote for your winner. Hashtag Team Caleb. Hashtag, T- hashtag Team Spencer. Or today, hashtag Team David. Yeah, uh, it really make me feel welcome. If you said a hashtag, it's not. It's not going to happen. They're they're a spiteful lot. I know. I'm uh, just saying, like they don't like any of this. I look at myself and I judge myself based off of what other people say. You should not have come on this podcast. Oh, hold yourself hostage. That's good. Yeah. I've actually done that before. Yeah, and it's yeah. I've got a piece of broken yeah. glass at my neck <laughs> right, right here. now. Um, <laughs> it's not they're, clean. They're, they're not going to hear this for a month. Off the black mirror at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We should, uh, well, I'm we, long dead. Right. <laughs> we we should get out of this. Um, so we're going to grab some beer and and fittingly, the next segment is this was a mistake. Thank you. Hey, David. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Oh. Uh, I think we should start over because I didn't. Oh, what, what are we drinking? Boulevard Brewing Space Camper. Oh yes, we don't need drinking. to start over at all. Okay, look <laughs> at it; it's right there. I'm three beers deep, and I'm feeling all right. That's right. Welcome <laughs> to the mix six. It's what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it smells like a beer. Yeah, it's the Space Camper IPA, which, as I understand it, is the official beer of Dark Phoenix. Yes, I hope the beer is better than we the should movie. know that against the beer. Wait, is right. that yeah. true? Yes, <laughs> like hey. Boulevard got into the studio. This beer is 23 percent positive. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they make a sequel to this beer because that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've not had it. Um, Ross, I'm gonna steal a drink of yours. Yeah, go for it. Uh, You got to rate it five point scale. Okay. Well, this thing is perfect for washing certain tastes out of your mouth. I'd give it a rotini. Uh, yeah, beer had a different aftertaste, but then one other beer took it, so they had to change it at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. no big deal. Hey, look, man, that money's not going to launder itself. <laughs> this this beer tastes like it's lost complete confidence in itself and soul. Yeah, very. It used good. to be in space. Now it's now that was on a train. It is delicious. I really enjoy it. That is a really drinkable IPA. I I, I will give yeah. them that. Yeah. Um, we're into this was a mistake. Um, <laughs> much like certain films. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to name names. Dark Phoenix, but. But, uh, I feels... can't wait for the long postponed New Mutants. Right, yeah. <laughs> Should be at least 10% good. Um, so here's here's a, here's a question for film nerds. Um, so film nerds like to show film nerd things to non-film nerds as yes. a way of saying like, no, 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 no. Look at this. You're completely wrong. And uh, 
<laughs> and, not you. Right. But 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 in the act of that, mm-hmm. right, people typically do not respond well. Yeah. Or there are certainly moments where you as a film nerd have a grand plan to show off the world's most brilliant film to someone who does not yet know they're about to watch the world's most brilliant film. And then it turns out they do not think it is the world's most brilliant film. Yeah, it's like you're, you're naked you, in front of them. Yeah, yeah, if you're considered the movie guy amongst any social group, yeah. there has come a time in which you... Flubbed it. Jo- joyfully expose people to all of the worlds that cinema has to offer yeah. and have really just face-planted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, best instance of the face-plant for a film nerd. Uh, Caleb. Worst faceplant while film nerding. I have two. Okay. I have two. Yep. The first one is the film Rubber. <laughs> they were all be. wrong, just so you know. Just feel good about yourself. <laughs> to to uh, my friend Dan. Now, we all loved it, right. but Dan, and here's the thing. Fuzzy I, Dan, I, friend I, of the show. Yeah. Um, friend of the show, not a friend of Rubber. No, I heard. Um, here's the thing. I understood <laughs> that there was something like a visceral reaction to things. Like, yeah. I get that if, like, it has bad politics or it's, like, cruel to, like, a marginalized group, you should hate a film. I didn't know it could happen to aesthetics. Right. I didn't know you could get that sort of, like, Which is weird because you hang out with Ross. Molotov cocktail in the street to an aesthetic. And watching Dan's, what I presume was his first exposure ever, I I assume he's a man who's never seen a Salvador Dali painting, Uh, his first exposure ever to any level of surrealism it was visceral anger. Mm-hmm. It is if I showed him a snuff film. In fact, <laughs> I think if I showed him a snuff film, he, he would have had it. a better reaction. It, so I've never seen. Well. Yeah. I've never seen a man's like the joy in his face just die so fast and and keep going. Like I thought we'd hit a floor and then it would just burrow like a bunker buster down and and find new depths of hating me for Oof. showing that film. Yeah. Um, to the point where we had to turn it off early. And um, Aaron and Tom apologized profusely for showing the film to him. He was so wow. But here's the thing: I didn't make it better because his reaction was so much better than any film has ever been to me. Yeah, in its insanity. Yeah, that Sarah and I were literally behind Ross's couch, rolling around with laughter. <laughs> so we didn't help the matter as Aaron and Tom was like, "It's okay, we'll watch something else." Yeah. And and Sarah and I were like. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> just, just dying laughing that was so horrible. funny. Uh, but uh, I mean, it was great for me. It was not good for <laughs> not him. For Dan, yeah. So that's my first and most extreme one. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your next one? Uh, my other one was uh, you actually know this person. So we were watching a uh, El Topo. Anybody seen El Topo? No. The uh, Jared Owaski weird, like insane. No, I was busy that year. Whereas Mind Bullets. Uh, so my uh, my friend I was living with, mm-hmm. who was a seven year film major, got it. Uh, got really into film. Yeah, and I, I was really there for most of it. Yeah. Um, but his current girlfriend, who was just oh. uh, not there for it, and Adam's current girlfriend. You know who I'm talking about. Got it. Vivian. Got it. Uh, and we all watched it one night, and it was. It was a hard watch. Yeah. It was a hard watch with the like your average sorority college girl being right. like, "Hey, here's El Topo." Yeah, they're gonna have <laughs> a western gunfight, but Topo. there's gonna be a naked child in the background for some reason, and the gunfight's actually with mind bullets. Yeah, you're you're on board with this, right? They weren't total. They down. weren't on yeah. board with it. We yeah. should have. We should have stepped them up. It was like, hey, have you ever tried drugs? You want to do crocodile? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile's good, right? It'll melt your fucking face off. Yeah. Literally. Um, David. All right. 
I would say I do have a couple. My number one, uh, it's a recent Christmas horror film that I adored. It was called Krampus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fucking great ben movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Wonderful. Uh, so uh, I used to, while when I first started here, we do movie parties here. So I did a movie party at my apartment with my friends. We made uh, gingerbread men. Love it. With fucking sharpened candy canes. Wow. Nice. Effort nice. was put in. Yeah. Nice. I love it. It's, yeah. I romanticize it like gremlins. It's very, very similar tonally to like, that wonderful Joe Dante vibe. <laughs> so I, I adore the movie. And when you watch a movie that you love with someone you've seen a hundred times, you don't even watch the movie. You look at the right, people. You're watching them. And when their faces are like stone, stoic, yeah. not happy, right. disappointed. And I sold the fuck out of this movie to them. I was like, this is so good. I absolutely love it. It's so funny and weird and creepy and scary no 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 no. it's not a scary movie it's not a scary movie it's really you're you're gonna love it you're gonna love it and just watching them like moments when i would laugh silence i i don't like my friends yeah Yeah. and now i don't like them sometimes that's it though right like sometimes it might not be the film's fault it might be your fault right like you've built it up too much that might have been it in rubber yeah no dan dan was fanatical like (laughs) Prepare to wasn't experience, it but yeah. it might have been El Topo. A high yeah. you've never right. felt yeah. before, yeah. You, like you might... heroin on crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you build it up too much. For that sure, might be it. for yeah. sure. Yes, um, I did this. So, uh, primary answer aside, for for only a moment. Now, now that we're onto this building it up thing, um, I saw Hugo for the first time when I was like deep into my dissertation. <laughs> I hate that movie. Fuck you. And I love it. It's bad. Yeah. I fucking loved it. It's not good. But here's the thing. I didn't just love Hugo. I was convinced. Because remember, my dissertation was about the singularity. I was convinced that I had developed a deep critical vocabulary for explaining the interesting machinations of the relationship between human and machine using Hugo as a vehicle. Yeah, man. It's grad school. You were going insane. Yeah, it was. So You can't I, trust anything during that time period. So my mother-in-law, God bless her, comes into town, and I'm like listen to this and i give her the spiel and i'm like now you're gonna see it and we watched hugo which is like 10 hours long who directed that again uh <laughs> fucking um Andy that filmmaker? yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's a scorsese i like yeah. to think he just handed it off to somebody else which right. sasha baron cohen yeah. yeah yeah and he's he was, great in it he was not the problem with that movie i think the whole thing was and uh and here's the real here's the real shtick uh, so it ends. She, of course, did not think it was like the most transcendent film ever made. Right, uh, come to find out it's not. Um, <laughs> it was the first time I had heard myself explain it, then watch it, and then go, okay, I think I got to quit grad school. Like, <laughs> I, I think I fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, the real answer here uh, is Donnie Darko. Uh, never a greater <laughs> film nerd flop than... Not then, the first run. Yeah, no. Like, I, so I'm 19, right? And of course, at that point, Donnie Darko's the single greatest piece of media ever generated in the world to me. And uh, so I just I get a friend who's like not. I I'm gonna say not a film person, but that's not fair. They're just like a human. Uh, and so of course I was like, just just get ready. And then Donnie Darko ended, and they were like, I did not care for that. We've not talked since, and I feel bad about it. So, but I missed so hard on down this. the hill from my house. On the way to the Melba, there was a video VHS rental store called Video House. It was literally a house mm-hmm. that they turned into a video store. I, I'm so sad they don't exist anymore. And my dad rented Donnie Darko because he said, hey, 
there's a demon rabbit. That sounds stupid. We're, we're going to watch this. Yeah. And I watch it, and I've never been more confused. And I think that's really the way to see it. Yeah. Oh, no, it's smart. Right. Yeah. yeah. Your dad got confused yeah. and rented it from the video house. And then and you were like 16, and you didn't know what was happening. That's right. That's the only way to watch Donnie Darko. I, I remember one. You uh, can only remember one, Ross. No, 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 no. Your existence <laughs> no. is, is Okay, so people. for now, uh. the thing is, when I recommend a movie and people watch it and they don't like it, that's their fault. Uh, they just don't appreciate true aesthetic. And that's, there and that's your fucking there energy that yeah, you yeah. draw from them. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a vampire. aesthetic energy. <laughs> uh, but there's one time um, that there was a delayed reaction. So... Uh, for Christmas one year, I got my brother a DVD of The Room, okay. and I told him it was this art movie. It's really good and really <laughs> worth seeing. Um, I'm against this, except it was you for your brother, yeah, yeah. whom I hate, right. so I'm for it. <laughs> and my parents, who had also seen it, were also in on the act. Wow. So the, the patents. Yeah, the whole family was uh, conspiring against the my prestige. brother. The prestige. Yeah. And so... <laughs> He gets the DVD, and then months pass. He doesn't watch it right away. So, like, oh. uh, just one night, I get this random text. Ross, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and he keeps text live texting me during the movie. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? There's a sex scene in the first one. There's another one? Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. His ass is yeah. so yeah. ugly. Yeah. It's really you know, one like, longish one. He was so of. angry about it. Yeah. and he, But he didn't stop watching it. He watched the whole thing. Dude, that, that's oddly how I felt when I watched Paprika. Also something <laughs> you gave out. That See, again, that was your fault right. for not appreciating it. Yeah, that's that. actually a good film, you're wrong. False. Uh, we'll talk about SCL <laughs> later. Noah, I got thoughts. Uh, on that note, we're on to We Make a Pair for Mary Mac. Caleb, what's that beer? I'm going to drink by 4x4 Brewing. Another one local. My, one of my favorite locals. So great. They just need to work on that distribution. Do you know what 4x4 has done better than anybody in town? It's the, the indoor beer garden. Yeah. It's yeah. a blast. Yeah. It's comfortable. There's plenty of space. Highly recommended if you're in Springfield. And good beer. <clears throat> anyway, I'm drinking the 4x4 Brewing's Totes McGoats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's their farmhouse, I think. Yes. And from what I remember, I really enjoyed that beer. And I know that you've been you've been having a farmhouse moment. There's a hard funk on that in the front end, mm-hmm. but it sort of dies real hard in the back end. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm going to give that a spaghetti. Okay, that's a Because I like, I like that funk to linger a little longer if you're going to go for a, a farmhouse. Like right. a stink in your mouth. Yeah, I want yeah. that stank. I stank do, with an A. I do uh, not like it, any of the words that we're using right it now. It doesn't have the right. stank on the back end. It's it's strong on the nose, though. Yeah. Very strong on that's the That's the first sentence that we've said in the last two minutes that I was okay with. Okay. And, and honestly, that sentence isn't great. Um, <laughs> Good pungent odor. Hey, we're into uh, We Make a Pair, where we pair beers with shit. Um, and in this instance, because we're at not just a movie theater, but really... The, the movie theater. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's summer. So it's summer blockbuster time. Yeah. We're pairing beers with summer blockbusters. So we've all chosen different summer blockbusters, three apiece. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you what we drink during that summer blockbuster. David, guest of honor, first. All right. So my first beer would be paired with the movie Mad Max Fury Road. One of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So the beer that I would pair... With Mad Max Fury Road would be the Firestone Walker Nitro Merlin Milk Stout. Yeah. Yep. Gotta but, be a milk stout. But for the Nitro, I'm with you on this. Uh, yeah. Well, agreed. Any see. of that Firestone Walker shit, though, like for Delicious, real. Delicious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful brewery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta go milk because mother's milk. 
Sadly, yeah. Mother's Brewery yeah, that's it. does yeah. not have a milk stout. Right. Yeah. I would right. have said them right on the nose. Yep. Yep. Mother's yep. Milk. Yeah. Mystery yeah, opportunity there. Also, fun fact, no widely sold beer made with breast milk. Because I searched. Huh. I looked around. I do not know what to say right now. Um, uh, well, I feel like just... Mostly about the fact that there's no <laughs> breast milk beer. Breast milk beer yeah. in bulk? That's got to be like no. a personal craft. We've had an yeah. ambergris beer. I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That washed up on a shore. That's legit. Let I've me... had beer that yeah. tastes that, like what? piss. Yeah. Is that your right. well, is that yeah. your fucking metric? Yeah. It washed up on a shore somewhere, sure. so it's legit? Yeah. Just terrifying. Okay. <laughs> the, the call is coming from inside the house. Uh, okay, I'll go next. Um... Jurassic World, not a film I hated. World? Yeah, well, here's the thing. In terms you didn't of, pick Park? D- in terms of summer blockbusters, have you seen the numbers? No. Uh, adjusted what did the for, numbers matter? Non-adjusted for inflation, ah. domestic gross, Jurassic World, as of two years ago, was like top of the list. You went no. non-adjusted for inflation? Well, of so, course. Yeah. So oh, if money God. didn't mean what it meant, whatever no. it was. In terms existed. of cultural impact, Jurassic Park is so far above the others. Do you think I'm arguing with you? On? I'm okay. not. I'm not. I, I, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm telling you in terms you just of picked the wrong summer list. blockbuster. Yeah. All right. Jurassic World is at the top or near the top of a list. Um, here's the thing: it's dumb. It's funnish at times. Uh, it's not the worst of the Jurassic films. Um, really, what you're doing here is you're it just isn't no. It's the second dumbest. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. What's dumber? Jurassic World Two. Yeah. Okay. Fallen, all, right. Fallen all right. Oh, I forgot. I haven't seen right. that one yet. Right. Yeah. So I assume yeah. you're uh, correct. There's yeah. a gap, a yeah. significant <clears throat> gap between. If you think Jurassic World is bad, you should see Jurassic World. I Fallen thought you Kingdom. were like three is worse than Jurassic uh, World, and I'm just gonna slap you across the sh- face. Shit on Lost World. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, no, thank they you. should suck it back up and deposit it on a second <laughs> Jurassic Kingdom. World movie. Yeah. So, anyways, you look. You're gonna get through it. You're probably looking something for for you to enhance the experience and also something light. So I'm going to spice up Jurassic World with what is my new hotness? I will drink this beer anywhere I can find it. It's 10 Barrel Brewing's Cucumber Crush. Oh, yeah. It You're just, big into that. Oh, my God. It just made its way into Springfield like a month ago. It's been in Joplin and some other areas for a long time. It is the most drinkable fucking beer in the world right I've now. never heard of it. Oh, my God. It tastes of Isla Nublar or yeah, whatever that's it exactly is. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's that's four, Pacific Island? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. It's 4%. It uh, tastes it's, very it's, green. It's cucumber, Intensely so green. it's kind of fresh. It's got okay. kind of like a fresh... Very light flavor. Very light flavor, okay. and a little bit of tartness, and it drinks really dry. It's it's phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you want if you're seeing Summer Blockbuster. That's pretty stupid. Okay. Um, Caleb. So mine is going to be another 4x4 four four pick uh, that I just had at their tasting room. Well, I've not had this. It, it is very good. It is going to be the Light Bright... Which is a raspberry blonde ale, mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of it. Ooh. It's also very red, and I want to drink it while watching Jaws, the original blockbuster. Because um, when Quint gets bitten in half, I'm going to put it in my mouth and It'll sort of like pour spit it out, it out yeah. like Arr! and and, and like sort of fruit juice pouring. Yeah, down and your sort chin. of cosplay yeah. Quint dying to the shark. Man, so that's the whole event there. for you. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Does it taste like copper. No, well, it's a very good beer. It's good. Oh. It's a very good beer. I don't want to spit it out, but I by that point in the movie I've had by that point in the movie I've had like five or six, so yeah. I can afford a mouthful right. to recreate like those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's for the art. Uh David, pick number two. All right, my pick number two. Uh Pirates of the Caribbean, the curse of the Black Pearl. Damn. Oh. So I went with the Founders Solid Gold 
premium lager. I something the, I nice love the and light. I love the theming. Too. I'm going on the nose all the way. No, I love it. It's got gold in the name. Right. Easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it's my piratey beer. Yeah. I'll tell you that was my thought process, and then I was like, now how else can I sort of weave this into the theme of the movie? I got nothing. Okay. It's a light beer. Right. That's good. Uh, it's a premium lager. I'm not a huge lager fan, but... I'm not either. Not damn a, not, it, if it doesn't have gold in the title. Not a Pirates of yes. the Caribbean fan either, so there's another... There's some more similarity. Hey, <laughs> I will argue with anyone that Black Pearl is an okay movie. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> fine. I, I can't absolutely is that fine. the one where the lady turns into an avalanche of crabs? That would be the third film. Dead I think Man's it's Lager? At World's Davy Jones? In. Yeah, and well, that's definitely World's the best End. of the film, because yeah. a, woman, a woman turns into an avalanche of crabs? I don't know if you heard yes. that. Yeah, no, I did. It's wait, the best thing ever wait, happened. There's a woman that turns into an avalanche. I hadn't heard that. She she gets big, she's yep. like and a, then she's crabs. She's like a Is water monster. Is it one monster. crab or mini crabs? It's mini crabs. So it's not like just like one like five foot ten Late, wow. No, she goes no, like 50 foot woman, mm-hmm. then craps. Wow. You should see it. Wow. It's an intimidating really wave of that. clomping and pinching. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, second on my list, uh, The Dark Knight. And, you know, you You've want, seen it. Uh, you should try it. Uh, just, just, the fir- <laughs> just the first three hours. Um, I think everything after that's medium. Um, you want something brooding. You want something that's going to stick with you. You want something that's going to make you feel a little philosophical. And then I think you want something that's going to get you drunk enough by the time there's like an extra 30 minutes of the film that doesn't belong on the back end. Um, Perennials Abraxas. Um, it's, you would die. Yeah, literally. That's a long yeah, movie. Yeah, you're not going to make it. And if you do, you too may lose half your face and or go crazy. And so <laughs> I feel like thematically – um, this is pretty good. Also, for what it's worth, in terms of quality to quality, I mean, we're talking one of the best films of all time and one of the best beers of all time. So I've matched up my aces here. So perennial Abraxas. Yeah. That's one of your favorite beers of all time. Of all time. You should try natural light. <laughs> hmm. Who makes this? <laughs> a lot of similarities. Right, right. That's the best beer in the history. Light. Natural the light does. Yeah. Uh, it's like right. water with just a little I, bit I of I watched Dogma 95 movies with natural light. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Caleb, number two for you. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, along those lines, but I have a different take. So I am going to watch Avatar. Hey. Drinking still waters on fleek. Oh, don't do that. Which, to be clear... It's kill 13%, you. and that's the point. Okay. Oh. I pass out in a comfortable Alamo chair, uh, having drank as many on fleeks as they will legally give me right. before the tail bonding scene, mm. which is honestly, if you have to watch Avatar, the best scenario that could have occurred. Best sex scene in movies ever. No. There's no, something it's to not. that. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, yeah. Are you a furry? No. What is wrong with you? I am not. I I'm am a not. hairy. <laughs> right. That's, I'm a taily. Is the real is the real issue there? Yeah. I'm just saying. On yeah. fleek will knock me out as quick as possible, which is what I need if I'm having to watch Avatar again. Random aside, because uh, Sam Worthington is human driftwood. He uh, is the antithesis of acting. Have you seen cleaned up? Polished driftwood, beautiful, ornate. <laughs> he's not. I don't think you should criticize. No, he's covered in, a home. in seawood. Yeah. Uh, random aside: the first time Caleb encountered uh, Stillwaters on fleek, it was at the Mud Lounge in downtown Springfield, and he slammed the can in less than five minutes. It was one of the drunkest I've ever seen you. Mm. Yeah, uh, and it's also black as motor oil. Yeah, it, it, a, it looks like the soy sauce from John Dies. Viscous, like yeah. it is intense. Um, David, last pick. All right. So for my last pick. Yep. I chose... uh, Here, I got you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So for my last pick, I picked Forrest Gump. (laughs) 
pretty easy, mm-hmm. simple movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. much like the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I chose the O'Fallon Cherry Chocolate Dark Wheat. Now, life is like a box of chocolates. Well, guess what? It's also like a six-pack of O'Fallon Cherry Chocolate Dark Wheat Beer. Nice. It's lovely, flavorful, and you never know what you're going to get. I don't think that I've ever actually had a O'Fallon What do you mean? You should know exactly what you're getting. Right. It's cherry and chocolate. It's a very inconsistent beer. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) It's a very smooth, flavorful beer. You got to go chocolate if you're going Forrest Gump. Like I said, on the nose. Yeah, across through, the board. Right? Yeah. Hey, business idea, brewery. You just put out like an eighteen pack, and it's called I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We just we fucking it's wild card. Uh, right. Maybe hey, it's good or not. Good Give luck. it a shot, brewery. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's not a problem. That's technically what Miller Lite oh. has been doing for like sixty years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it's beer in there. That's no, the no. champagne of beer. That's put Miller like a QR sir. code on every beard, and then like may- people can make a game out of it. They can actually guess what kind of beer. Yeah, it's it is. like Keystone. Yeah, Bur- yeah. Birdie bots every flavored beer. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Last oh, pick for puke. me. Um, uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh, but this is a progressive menu. It, it starts with something that. So here I am. I'm imagining myself. You know, I'm 40 years old. I've been waiting for a new Star Wars film, uh, and so I want something celebratory. What's celebratory? Uh, Perennials von Pompelmoose. It's a great beer to have for a. This is kind of fancy. This is kind of fun to I do carry you through the disappointment. Just yeah. wait. Just wait. Because I don't know what I'm getting into yet. Yeah. Right. I'm excited. So I crack that thing open. You know, here comes the crawl. I'm excited. I got my von Pompelmoose. It's light. It's uh, it's a little floral. It's refreshing. I'm gonna drink this whole bomber of it. And then, then you're like 20 minutes into that thing. You're like, this is not, no, no, I don't, I don't want this anymore. Someone get, someone get me a really fun beer that I can drink a lot of very quickly. So someone brings you a Founders Green Zebra, their watermelon goza. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, good. Now you're like 30 minutes in, you're like, I need two more green zebras. I need, and then you're 40 minutes in, you're like, I need four more green zebras. <laughs> then you realize the bottom has fallen out and there's only one path here. And so you get a prairie bomb and you just get as many prairie bombs as you can until either you so or you the have movie a, you ends. You have three beers yes. for the this, Phantom Menace. This yeah, is Menace. in lieu of like some sort of morphine drip, yeah, which that's might right. help. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like a gluten morphine drip, Ooh. generally. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb, right. last on your list? Uh, I'm going to go with Furious 7. Nice. I'm going to go with something I've never seen before in nature. There we go. An entire keg of Corona. Love it. Oh. To be clear, never had Corona anywhere outside of a bottle. But Dominic Toretto requests one yep. when he is at the Secret Service Agency run by Kurt Russell. And to be clear, if it's good enough for Dominic Toretto, it's good enough for me. For anyone. So I'm going to have a keg of Corona with, I assume, like highly pressurized limes just shot into it. Uh, they're but, there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm having. Um, this was a good We Make a Pair, and I would suggest that at a future movie day, we attempt to string these nine films and 11 beers Dear together. God, no. It sounds like a very unpleasant multi-feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it, really and truly. Uh, we got one beer left. We're on to Drunk Enough. We'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? So last beer of the day, this is from Lost Signal Brewing, also a Springfield local. And this is the Smoked Pecan Porter. I've not had this. You told me this was not at the top of your list for Lost Signal beers. Uh, it I'm... was at the top of my list for Lost Signal beers. Oh, it yeah. was? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. He is drinking it. It is foamy. 
I like that. Yeah. I like that beer. I, I would say it's the best of their offerings. Now, it's been like six months since I've been there, so I can't say that definitively. It, but. Uh, it's a little, uh, like a little watery on the back for mm-hmm. having a lot of like pecan smokiness up front. I'm yeah. A, it's got a good creaminess to it. Real heavy malt, though. Real you heavy malt. You can definitely malt. tell that by the, it is pitch black. That's probably, that. that's probably a four for me. That's probably a rotini. Nice. Uh, I would drink more of this beer uh, if I were looking for porters. Yeah. This is I, one of the better porters I've had in a while here. I had a question. Yeah. If you were going to name a number five, like a five. Yeah. A macaroni. Wait, do you have a macaroni? Oh yeah, for sure. We've you had have some plenty macaroni. of macaroni. Yeah, yeah, huh? we, yeah. Actually, we we have a. So. We pride ourselves on being on the bell. Curve. Okay, so yeah. like we have very few ones and very few fives. Thick noodles, like <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So like mother's milk, uh, macaroni from Mater Really? Yeah, yeah Mater from now now known as Mater Familius. Milf. Yeah, absolutely. I totally say angel hair pasta. What? It's too strong David, it's I'm another so glad we didn't start there we <laughs> disagree so wholeheartedly right. on the fact of barrel aged or any boozy beers right. it's a boozy beer that's fair okay but like so yeah. um one, uh, one of prairies. my picks was an I hate on crossovers fleek. Yeah. one of my picks was an on fleek yeah. so it's 13 percent. yeah uh, i like to chew my beer uh, that's but, fine i'm a softy <laughs> but like okay so other like examples romantic comedy prairies <laughs> blueberry boyfriend prairies vape tri- prairies vape tricks a lot of any by prairie a lot of prairie a lot of their farmhouse stuff um, or side projects see i don't uh, honey side Cezanne. projects la ruche oh i don't God. like a beer that's up front about wanting to get me drunk i want it to like slowly creep huh, in yeah. i want it to like yeah. eventually Linger overcome me then... i don't want it to be like hey guess what you're in for a rough night you want to be romanced yeah in your beer w- drinking wine dined and you know the rest yeah yeah huh interesting well anyways here we are with the smoked pecan porter which is a four but not a five uh, and uh, and this is it. This is drunk enough. So, uh, David, the question is primarily for you. Uh, although although all of us might might pitch in here a little bit in when it comes to monetizing hobby and interest. Yes. Um, I worked at a theater for a number of years, mm-hmm. and it was great for me. But I was young, and so it was cool because you got to see the behind the scenes stuff. I I wonder now at thirty three if I worked at a theater if it'd be different. Um, what is it like working at a thing that you clearly have such a passion for day to day? Yes. Monetizing your hobby. Yeah. Uh, well, that part is awesome. Right. You know, they yeah. say that if you have a passion and you can make money off of it, right. do it. Right. Uh, so in that respect, wonderful. And I don't have anything bad to say about Alma Draft House. Sure. It's, it's, I'm very, very happy with my management team. Right. I'm very, very happy. It with seems the job like an incredible place. Yeah. It's fun. I have fun. I get to watch free movies. I get to eat free food and drink free beer. Uh, bingo, bingo. All pluses. Right. Uh, there's a huge difference from when I was in high school and right. I worked at a movie theater. So I, wor- I lived in a small town, yeah. worked at a movie theater as a projectionist. Uh, stakes were really low. This was a locally owned theater by a, a general, gentleman named Bob. Mm. Very nice guy. Not uh, enough people named Bob. Anymore. Not enough people named Bob. Hmm. Uh, not a thought that I'd had, but I'm yeah, with it now. Yeah. They're running with Robert now. They Ugh. don't even want to screw with it. If you have not watched the John Boys documentary, <laughs> The Bob Emergency, I've not. you should give it a check out. It's very good. That's it's about, though, that it should be yeah. Bob Pattinson, not Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. And I just realized that. <laughs> and, you know, once he hits 37, right. that's what he's going to transition to. Ah, there's Bob Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy. Uh, yes, uh, owned by a man named Bob. So, uh, when I was in high school, you know, high schoolers, they don't, they don't play by the rules. Right. They don't Horrible. care. We make minimum wage. Yep. That's how high schoolers exist. So in that respect, because I was making so little, I was a projectionist. I had a key to the theater and stuff. Uh, there were a lot of elements that were really fun and outlandish. Uh, now it's 
definitely with Alamo, there is a professional respect right. because we are trying to give you the best experience as a guest. This isn't about the workers, uh, although we treat ourselves wonderfully. Right. Uh, all the wonderful free movies that we get to watch. Guess what? I want to see Ugly Dolls. I'm going to go see Ugly Dolls. Right. Uh, right. I did not see Ugly Dolls. That's, that's probably okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all that singing and stuff, uh, I think it's got Pitbull in it. I would have probably had it's got a pitbull in it. Yeah, I, how did they not just force that down your wait, throat? They, wait, 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 wait! Dead stop in the podcast, Mister Three Hundred Five. Pitbull is in it, yeah. or pitbull is on the soundtrack. Dolan, he's so in it. He's, he's so star- in it. Oh damn! Yeah. And it's dolls. his voice, so you know it's good. Seen ugly dolls. Uh, <laughs> the but, problem with Pitbull is he never. He, when we, you know, they sent him to Alaska and he came back. Hey. <laughs> The whole Alaska story, that's a lovely story about a man who doesn't he give a shit. He cares about He should have you. stayed there and become a sheriff. He could have put, <laughs> fought he goes the in, moose. He goes, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Sheriff Bull. Alaska no, it's, included. It's like that, uh, it's like that uh, what is his name? It's that movie where they fought their way back from Siberia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but it's Russian, Runaway yeah. Bride. Yeah. <laughs> totally but, remember but that But it's one. Pitbull. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So now, so now, now there's an element to it of yes. Respect may not be the right word. But I think the term might be professionalism. Yeah, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> there's an aspect uh, where you there are responsibilities because guess what? The fun, right? That's for the guest. Okay, we're trying to. Well, there is plenty of fun to be had for workers and stuff. What we're trying to do is yeah. give you as a film lover the best yeah. fucking right experience you've ever had. We want to show that we have the passion, we understand your passion, and we're trying to communicate that through the way that we present things. Yeah. Like with our project projectionists, mm-hmm. uh, a huge difference between other theaters mm-hmm. is that we tech check every single film that we show, even our like one-offs and stuff like that. We tech check them out the wazoo. We adjust <clears throat> our projectors so they're properly framed. You're not going to get a big old wad of film on the right side uh, where it's cropped out sometimes if you go to certain theaters mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, area. Mm-hmm. You're going to see like the film playing over on like the curtain. Tacky. Guess what? Tacky. I was a projectionist once. What an amateur. What an amateur. Seriously. Stupid. Seriously. Dumb thing. <laughs> it's so dumb. You have to really, really focus on these elements. And then another thing, which I've noticed going to other theaters now, uh, you have to align the colors. So with a projector, you'll sometimes if you go to a movie theater, you might see like a red or a blue or a yellow hue on the right or left mm-hmm, side of the mm-hmm, film, mm-hmm. and it's all the way throughout. It's not color corrected. It is not color corrected. You have to line the colors up. There are a lot of things that sort of adjust in a projector as it plays. So all these elements come to... We have the best projectionist working in Springfield, Missouri right now. Her Mm -hmm. name is Danielle. She is so focused and keen on making sure she takes the most time, like the three hours before our first movie starts, is the time that she spends to adjust each screen to be perfect. I've been to other theaters, right. and since I'm a projectionist, maybe the average like viewer might not pick up on this, but there are certain things that might go out of whack that you'll notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and big film buffs who are always out at films will notice as well. You just pick up on it. There are certain things that are wrong that like it's just a matter of presentation, framing, mm-hmm. color, mm-hmm. brightness. 
changing the bulbs in time because each of these bulbs, depending on the projector, they right. can be like long lasting or they're like brightness adjusted. And the bulbs are crazy expensive. Ridiculous. Also a fun thing, exploding the bulbs. Yeah. And one of the best elements of the <laughs> job is that you get to destroy the bulbs. There's a vacuum in the glass bulb. It's very expensive. And what you do is you Some take ASMR the bulb <laughs> and you... Oh God! Oh, I was going real deep. That might have like overloaded your senses. Like I'm patting my forehead now. Anyways, what we do is we blow up the bulbs, we throw them, we break them. You have to discharge them because guess what? Garbage man comes, dumps that thing over, and a bomb falls over on him. He's not gonna be too happy. So you have to blow them up beforehand, and they're very loud. It sounds like a shotgun going off, depending on the age of the bulb. But we change them out. Right. We adjust them so that the brightness. We have a certain level that's like, this is the lowest brightness that will change. So our projection style, best in Springfield, and we're proud of it. And it's this kind of care that you're describing, right? Because now you know this as a a back-of-house function, right? I mean, yeah, you don't even know about this. I just told you. Yeah. Uh, Does it change? Has it influenced what it's like to be a movie lover to you? Yes. Yeah. It, but, but positively. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's what we're talking about. It's yeah. not it's not a gotcha question, but right. drunk yeah. enough is where we get real. Right. Hey. And so Ross and I are game designers. Yeah. And so we're at a point where like we play a shit ton of tabletop games, RPGs, board games, every card games, everything you want. And we're at a point where we'll be like, well, this is great. It's just different to my taste. And we're at a point where you'll play something like, well, this is just shit. Hey. And like you're there. And like I'm not trying to say you like diss <laughs> no, that on no, him, no. but it changes your consumption habits as yes. a person, right? Because like when you're in high school and you're just into film, you're like taxi drivers is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And you're it's just still like, great. Yeah, okay. It's still it's great. It's not the most amazing thing. It's not the most amazing. It, isn't. it, it changes your taste yes. as a person. And so in in that space where you're talking about the level of vacuum it's in your the bulbs, difference between intermediate and expert. It's very important. Yeah. Uh, so what is that for the film realm? Because we're, okay. we're very into film, but we're not there. So if you're really into film, well, allow me to verbally get you off. <laughs> this is the way that I'm Back going to, to explain it. Yes, we are. I'm going to click. And I'm going to express myself. God, the ASMR is really heavy right now. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, allow me to fluff you the right way. The way that we project our film, uh, we get a movie. We upload it into a projector. We have a whole system. Wow. (laughs) The way that we do it. So it's DCP. That's like trade talk for a film but david what does that do to you oh, when you're at me? home in your apartment and just trying to pick a movie to well watch? guess what that's what we're talking number about number one drunk enough. i'm sweaty mm-hmm. number two <laughs> i'm concerned with the style and quality of the projection so we're gonna get a new movie we're gonna upload it next we're gonna put it on the screen hey wait a second that doesn't fit the aspect ratio of the screen. It's really close, but it needs some minor adjustments. Mm-hmm. So you know what we do? Oh, we tighten that picture. <laughs> we make it look nice. So we we bring in the sides, and you're not going to see anything you don't want to see because we're not going to show it to you. 
Essential. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We have to put this behind some sort oh of my parental lock. This got away from me. Yeah. <laughs> don't really watch good. this around a significant other. Drunk sorry, enough, indeed. <laughs> listen around a significant other because right, right. they're going to feel self-conscious. Don't listen in the car. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so next yeah. thing we do, we check that brightness. We bring out a... We check the lumens, and it's got to be a certain oh. number of lumens depending on the size the of the screen. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh my, you're you're so into this. Then what we do? We check the sound. It can't blow so you out of your seats because guess what? You're sitting down, and that's where we want to keep you. Okay. So what okay. we do is we adjust the sound and make sure that it's just the perfect amount, like probably like mm-hmm. negative eight decibels. Because guess probably. what? We're not a plane taking off, no. but you're gonna take off. Yeah. And then we, <laughs> then we make sure that the color correction is aligned. You want that red. Gotta you want that blue. Yeah. You want that all those colors meshed up into one to yeah. create a beautiful image that's crystal clear. <laughs> We're gonna do it for so, you. So, David, yes. there's no, there's no. I think cross, my phone work might have. Just there's came into no cross pollination between mm-hmm. that level of like minute lumen detail. Yes. that you have at work. And back home, because I think that's what we're talking about, drunk enough. I will comfortably tell you, number one, there isn't a movie theater in town that pays this much attention. (laughs) Not one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Guess what? You're rolling over and you want to read? Not happening. I would agree. I would agree. But you're you're showing things at your own house, and that's where I'm at in this drunk enough. So so for me, with board games, I am very particular about what I will show people especially who are not board gamers, but more so people who are partial board gamers, people who are like, oh, this is my favorite board game. And I have to like viscerally suppress in my own body, be like, all right, well, that's some basic ass board game. Hey, have you played Cards Against Humanity? It's like, how about Monopoly? I think I know how to respond to this. Did anyone see that movie Her? Yeah. Okay, you remember when Joaquin Phoenix realizes that his his phone's been having sex with everyone? (laughs) That's us. <laughs> We're currently focusing on all the different... Re- you like anime? We got it. Right. You like big, right. badass action movies? No worries. You want to watch a romantic comedy with someone that you love? Guess what? We're there. But do you do you find that... So, like, you've got this, like, this, uh, like robust... Okay, yes. Uh, technical vocabulary. Yes. For film now. Absolutely. Um, and, and maybe... Uh, your vocabulary for film uh, is the reason you're working at the Alamo Draft House, and maybe the Alamo Draft House is the reason you have a robust technical vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Probably some overlap there. Hey, a combination of that, and I applied for the job and got it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that vocabulary, that technical vocabulary, yeah. make it harder for you to enjoy movie viewing experiences outside of the Alamo Draft House? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and I and I mean this like respectfully because there are a ton of wonderful movie theaters. That yeah, exist. for sure. Yeah. Uh, I happen to be also a fan of the Moxie. Yeah. I remember seeing oh, yeah. Whiplash yeah. for the first Definitely. time there. Like, I'm, I'm not from the region, so getting to see independent. No, films, the Moxie's great. Yeah. 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 Like, and we have no interest in like running them out or anything. No, a lot fantastic. of the movies they yeah. show, we will not show. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. a respect thing. It's a we've partnered with them a number of yeah. times. It's a small independent theater. Springfield deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do show independent movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do focus on what they have, and we try not to touch all too many sure. of them. Biggest Little Farm, Neon made it, so we were 
definitely going to show that. It sort of falls under the Alamo umbrella. Right, right. But as far as other movies that they show, uh, we're pretty keen on yeah. not messing do, with do them. Do you find yourself in your personal life going deeper into cult shit? Because I, I know Ross and I, we write for a living. Yeah. Like, we do freelance writing for a full time. So in terms of narrative, be it like television show or cine- cinema or anything like that, we will go for the shit that is not good. We will go for the choice that okay. is insane because we're making the good choice, or we at least like yeah. to pretend we are. So <laughs> it'll be like we'll be like, oh yeah, I wouldn't do this, but like that's why I find this so interesting because it's so goddamn bananas. Is there any level of that in the film industry in terms of its presentation? Because I know for me, in terms of narrative, like when I have chance to watch something good and it's right. not grist for this mill. Right. Yeah. It's often so fucking insane. Right. It's not palatable to anybody because yeah. I just want something that's like, hey, five act structure, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna blow that rubber. Shit. Hey. We're, yeah, we're gonna blow that shit right up. Like you know what you're talking about? Yeah. I sounds like you're talking about genre films. It sounds like you're yeah. talking about genre films. Right. I'm talking well, genre you know, everything. Like, you know who we happen to have a my boy over here is really into JoJo. Symbiotic so. <laughs> relationship with it's called Agfa. Uh, this is a bri- they they do a wonderful job like preserving old films that some people you know the layman yeah the layman <laughs> might not be too concerned with preserving these yeah. ridiculous sometimes like uh, like exploitation black exploitation crazy odd. Yeah. Like horror movies that had no budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, AGFA, the American Genre Film Association. Yeah. We uh we interact with them so well. We huh. uh we have I believe it falls under the Alamo umbrella. Yeah. Uh hopefully I'm not telling tales outside of school. Right. Uh but yes, we interact with them and we show a lot of their movies because you know, the last movie theater I worked at, yeah. privately owned, like uh, Is this Bob's Theater? Bob's Theater. Got it. <laughs> Bob. Not Robert. What a good guy. Hey, let me tell you. Salt of the earth. Yeah. Uh, so Bob's Theater, uh, after hours, so I had a key to the, the city or whatever, but after hours, a lot of us, the workers there, we'd go by like a family video. Right. And we'd pick up the schlockiest, crazy, mm-hmm. by the way, I talked to the guy that runs Agfa. Mm-hmm. Schlock, bad word. Huh. Didn't realize it. Huh. I mean it with the most like, like beloved. I, I love schlock, but uh, yeah, apparently you know, a lot of people That's don't That's madness. Like. Huh. Yeah, right? How do they feel about camp? Yeah, you, uh, camp, schlock. There right. are a lot of terms that might sound like negative huh. at first, but Interesting. absolute love right. for these movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like a movie that is like the only thing on screen is the passion of the people who made it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it's just not enough to make a yeah, good movie. Sometimes it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with AGFA, it's a wonderful organization that goes about like restoring and protecting and preserving mm-hmm. these films that you might not have even heard of. I'm talking uh, some really right. odd obscure, movies. Yeah. Yes, obscure. The ones that like someone's like, hey, I want to make a movie. I'm going to go about doing this. They get a small studio to buy it and put it out. And it didn't do anything, but right. that passion is still there. When you go yeah. see it, it's 
it it offers up a certain feeling. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's still. Lovable. I do. I do remember seeing an ad, ad here at, at the Alamo for. I think it was called The Sword and the Claw, which is a Turkish movie <laughs> about a dude who gets revenge on a tyrant, and his hands are cut off, so he has claws put on them. I, and there's a sword. Yeah, and well, the bad guys, the sword. Right. Yes. So, yes. You know, it's oh, like yeah, sword yeah. versus claw duel. Into this, yeah. 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 A lot of those movies intertwined with other movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that love and affection for film, it's. We, we take it place. very seriously. Yeah, there sure. are a lot of different demographics that exist. As mm-hmm. movie lovers, yeah. we want to serve all of those demographics because I know there are movies that I don't like. Right. Movies that I hate that someone else absolutely adores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe a bunch of people love it. Right. Uh, I think we're doing Somewhere in Time later in this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, in this month. I don't care about that movie at all. Personally, me, I don't. I don't care about it. But... We like sold sold this movie that I really hadn't heard about. I thought Christopher Reeves not as Superman. Right. Did anyone like this? Right. Uh, but not having that knowledge, and yeah, we had to add an additional screening of somewhere in huh. time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but that's kind of the inter- school. That's like, the yeah. interesting bit to me a little bit, like because because now this thing that is. You know, for me, uh, pure enjoyment, right? I mean, movies are escapism. Love, love, love. Right now, for you, it's escapism, and you have to also honor the things that aren't escapist for you because they're escapist for somebody. It's odd because monetizing your passion is very much about both expanding the realm of your passion because I'm not into somewhere in time, but we're going to show it. Right. And also narrowing it because, like, now I know about the number of lumens it takes to present a film. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And so there's only a certain number of things we're going to watch at home. Absolutely. Uh, It's sort of. This sort of paradoxical expansion and contraction. That it's is, yeah. focusing on the thing that you love, movies. Mm-hmm. You love movies, film, storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest like way of communicating information, storytelling. Mm-hmm. The cavemen did it for mm-hmm. crying it's on out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's taking those things and like being willing to take yourself out and say, and and we do really utilize like input from our yeah. audience. Yeah, we yeah, have a definitely. lot of people who like send us messages. Ross like, came in here and immediately started talking up a Neil Breen showing. Right. Because, oh, because he's Ross. Literally, Jennifer was talking yeah. to me earlier about Neil Breen. So <laughs> we listen every single message that com- that comes into the Alamo Draft House. If you just sent to Facebook like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Guess what? I read that. Yeah. Yeah. I will read your how's it going, right. and I will say, fine and dandy, right. how are you? Yeah. Uh, because we listen to every single thing that you say. If you say something that we don't agree with, or it's just not possible, like it's it's just it's just not in the stars, mm-hmm. well, we won't be able to do it. But right. as far as like our programming, we are constantly focused on like Springfield is expecting a certain movie and they there are a lot of people who want this and this and this and this and it's all about we we want to we know your movie lovers we want to take that and and give you Make what you better. want. There's yeah. no, there's no problem sure, with that. Sure. Yeah. Well, David, you're doing God's work. It's, yeah, uh, it, it has restored Jesus Christ Himself. Yeah. It has took me and restored. You're welcome. Uh, movies for me. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about this in the podcast at length. I didn't I go to films for years. Uh, every yeah. bit of this, right? And yeah. Just, and good. I just want to thank you again for having us. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, and we thank you for being get out on. of here because yeah. we're out of beer. Hey, um, there's no problem. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, hey, if you've been listening to this, thanks so much. Uh, if 
you want even more Mix 6 content, don't forget you can find a whole lot more Mix 6 on Patreon. Just go to Patreon, search for the Mix 6 podcast. We've got access to a ton more in terms of full-length episodes and minisodes that are equally as interesting, if not more interesting, than some of the other stuff, we, the schlock we put out. <laughs> uh, if you're not following us on Twitter, check us out at The Mixed 6. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to rate and review us on whatever relevant podcast application <laughs> you're using because it helps us move up the list. Don't forget you can send us things in the mail, The Mixed 6, 2131 West Republic Road, number 101, Springfield, Missouri, 65807. Once again, this has been The Mixed 6 Podcast from the Alamo Draft House in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Spencer. I'm Caleb. And we'll see you next time.